So a huge thank you and welcome to everybody for joining me on the Alexandra Wenman Show live in front of a Zoom studio audience. My guest today is wonderful, Teresa Chung. Um, I'm going to ask you all if during the call, if you could just make sure your microphone stays on mute just so that you don't um, uh, pop up on screen or, or, um, or, or come in and um, uh, kind of come into the interview and um, that would be wonderful i'll be keeping an eye on it as well i just want to say that um we're so grateful for you joining us here we're running these events for free it is in collaboration with watkins books but Teresa, of course is published across a multitude of platforms and we have a very exciting announcement today so Teresa, i just want to kick off today because today is the launch day of your latest book the sensitivity code can you tell us a little bit about this amazing book Sure, I will. But first of all, I just want to thank you, Al, and everybody here. Um, and it's people like Al, Alexandra Wenman, the lovely Alexandra Wenman, that make what I write about, it makes, it bring me such joy because she's the real deal. Everything done from the heart. And if you've been following my podcast, White Shores, which I've been releasing every day, I've committed every day in May during the lockdown to release um, a spiritual boost and to introduce someone who I have researched and found out about who I think is amazing and you can reach out to and Alexandra of course we're saving her for later she's got an episode um, but she's she's the kind of person we need to talk to right now so thank you thank you thank you and yes it is a big day for me today because last year um, I was um, asked by Bookachaw um, thread, thread books, book a chore, um, if I wanted to join their uh, non-fiction list. Um, now, book a chore is uh, leading the world in digital fiction. If you find out about them, their, their fiction authors are ruling the world, really. And it was a huge honor to be asked in the, to be in the initial lineup. They've got some other, three other incredible authors um, in their lineup. Um, and this book really is my first uh, popular psychology title where there is paranormal elements in it but they're kind of toned down because it really is for anyone who's ever felt like they're the odd one out and that's all of us really mm -hmm. or felt they were too sensitive for their own good um, and wants to find their meaning and purpose and I've tried to put all of that into this digital title and one of the reasons I'm so excited about it Al is it's just $2.99 it's ebook only and it felt almost like maybe I was perhaps a bit precognitive last year that I um, decided to do digital publishing because a lot of people said, well, you know, that's not proper books, is it? But I'm so grateful now because it enables me to do a book that is really, really cheap and also can go straight to your phone via Google, via Amazon, whatever. Anyway, I love the book. I'm so proud of it. It talks about my crazy interview with meeting Russell Brand and all the things I've done as well and how as a sensitive person <laughs> I, in those situations. So I'm talking too much now. Over to you, Al. <laughs> no, you're not. It's amazing. I think it's, that was such intuitive, inspired genius because obviously, look, you've, you've brought it out digitally and here we are and, you know, there's been, you know, I think the book trade has been struggling a little bit at the moment because there's so many people that, um, you know, we, we are all needing to buy eBooks because I think Amazon wasn't prioritizing books and all kinds of things going on. So you've been so intuitive there. It's amazing. And I know that, um, so for the people who, who, who might want to buy this book, obviously everyone here on this call will probably fit into that category. Um, but was there any one 
person or, or group of people in particular that inspired you to write it? It's a book I wished I'd read, been able to read when I was growing up. I grew up in a family of people who were inclined towards the spiritual, who didn't quite fit in. I had a, you know, I often write about in my books, my journey through depression, through lots of trauma and difficulties, and always feeling that there was something more to this life than the material. Um, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium. I have my moments. And I think a lot of people are like that. Um, I don't see dead people. I don't see angels, but I sense and feel them in another way. And I think that's a lot of people. I went through a very religious phase in my life and I adore religion if it harms no one and gives you meaning. But then I also saw that every religion has beauty in it. And I, again, I feel there are a lot of people out there, people who want to make a difference with their lives, who are kind and gentle or always try to think about other people rather than themselves and yet they feel that being like that they get trampled all over or that their voice isn't heard so I, it's a book to empower all people like that really and that's how I felt when I was growing up that I record incidents in the book of my sensitivity just boiling over and not being knowing what to do with it or how to cope or move forward and I tried to find it through new age teachings through studying psychic development and all of these helped, but ultimately it was finding what worked for me. And I record that in the book in the hope that there are other people like there who feel the same as me. They're fascinated by the paranormal. They're fascinated by psychic abilities, but they're not quite sure. And I'm very honest about my skepticism in my books in that I have had personal experience of great intuition, profound life-changing dreams, but I haven't had that kind of like, I hear dead people, I see angels, and how, how, where, where, how do people like us who believe in it but haven't quite yet got to that stage cope? And this is the book for them. It's a book for ordinary but extraordinary people. That's what I feel it is for. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think it's so necessary at the moment. I mean, especially in this time that we're in now, so many people are having their sensitivity triggered um, by the events that are going on on our planet at the moment, a lot of people have fears coming up and, and I, I think we really are in the global awakening at the moment. So many people are sort of almost stepping onto the path. Um, what, what advice would you give people at the moment? Obviously we're in a very testing time. I mean, the, the advice at the moment for people, the book really is for people who feel life rather than observe it. It's, mm. it's people who are very emotional, who can't, watch or hear things without welling up or feeling emotional that's what it is if you're like that and you're feeling the pain loss and grief at the moment the way through is to find meaning and purpose behind it all because otherwise it becomes so ultimately demotivating and pointless the way is to find meaning how do you find meaning through loss pain bereavement grief which we all go through in our life anyway but now we're witnessing it on a global scale We've got to find some kind of meaning. And I truly believe the meaning can be fine, found in trying to make the world a better, a kinder and more compassionate place. And every single one of the hundreds of books I've written really has tried to say this in a different way, either from approaching it from science or from approaching it from mediumship or approaching it from psychic or astrology or dreams or whatever. It's how to make the world a better and kinder and more compassionate place. 
it's, it, and that can give you meaning to know that when you do something kind or say something kind or go out of your comfort zone and test yourself, that every time you do that, you're playing a part in spreading compassion, feeling a connection. It's like a ripple effect. When you throw a stone in a pond, the stone may sink, but there's the ripples going out. And even if you feel, well, me holding the door open for someone or me saying thank you, well, me just smiling at a stranger, that can't make a difference. Yes, it does, because it sets up a chain. Kindness is just as contagious. It's a contagion. You can make kindness a contagion. And I think that's the only way that we can fight what's happening right now, because I have been so distressed as a spiritual writer and people who know my journey. I've spent time in convent retreats. I have really tried to live what I preach. It is so distressing when you see cruelty, unfairness, narcissism. I've also written a lot about that. Worked with the, one of the world experts in narcissism, Melanie Tony Evans. It's so depressing when you are someone who's, it's so obvious, kindness, compassion. It's so obvious that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do as spiritual beings. Why aren't we doing it? And it's, it's understanding that the reason we're not doing it is because often we learn through challenge and through encountering difficult people and, and dealing with it. And each time we learn and grow, we evolve spiritually. So to cut a long story short, apologies if I ramble, there's just always so much to say. Finding meaning and purpose is the way out of this. As you said, I think, Al, the only way out is to go in. Yeah. Do you feel that this is what's happening on the planet at the moment? I mean, obviously, we, we live in a world that isn't, isn't overtly geared towards kindness. A lot of the systems we have in place are very kind of dog-eat-dog. It's a very competitive world that we live in. Do you feel that the world is changing now? Yes, I do. And I, I will give my personal examples, not because because I want to be an ego or anything, but I can only talk from my personal perspective. I have been writing for 25 years. I started with books and encyclopedias about the psychic world in a time when new age was really dismissed, especially in the UK, which tends to be cynical. I've just plodded away two or three books a year, this spiritual message. And yes, I've had, I'm so grateful for my beautiful readers and people who followed what I'm doing and understood my journey. But it's only been this year, really, that there has been this explosion of interest. I could not believe it. Last month, I was on the phone to Cosmopolitan, to Yahoo, to the Daily Mail, to Radio 4. And it was all about the way in that it was this my dream rish. Because again, precognitive, last November, HarperCollins, 15 years after publication, said, Teresa, this needs updating. People are dreaming about social media now. So do some entries about So I did it. Didn't think much of it. But... This book has just flown the reissue, yes. but it's been around for 15 years. People haven't noticed it. Well, it was in Every Waterstones. It was a staple of your dream interpretation library, if you're into that. But it's suddenly people are just wanting to talk about their dreams. And I love that because dreams are the entry point. It's for people who are maybe skeptical or don't believe in it. They, they do have dreams and they want to understand them. So it's for someone who's a bit skeptical. It's a great entry point into what we talk about. Because I believe dreams are the first way that spirit tries to reach out to you and to give you this, this message of it, eternal life and that there's more to this life than meets the eye. And it's through dreams. So I've had so much interest and it's continuing to this day. 
being contacted by the media newspapers about people who are dreaming of celebrities or politicians. And each time now I can reply and subtly bring in that spiritual message. It's been incredible. It really has. And, and the sensitivity code release has also triggered a lot of interest because I talk about my interview with Russell Brand on that in there as well and everything. It's been incredible. It took a pandemic. Yeah. And I wished it any <laughs> other way. Any other way I would have wished it. But it's so important, isn't it? Like everybody needs the helping hand at the moment. And here you come with these two incredible books. I mean, you've got a wealth of books out there, but these two have been so timely. I wanted to ask you, most of my clients and a lot of people that have been coming on these events have been talking about dreaming more than usual at the moment during the pandemic, dreaming really weird dreams. I mean, I, I for one, am having very psychic dreams where I'm, I'm actually connecting with, with friends of ours, other practitioners in the dream state telepathically and having these lucid dreaming real life experiences. I mean, I travel the realms anyway, but you know, I'm texting people the next day going, oh my God, you were in my dream and we were doing this. And the other person is saying, yeah, we were, I saw it. I remember. I mean, it's incredible. Why do you think people are dreaming more specifically now during this pandemic? Well, they're dreaming more now simply because our sleep schedule is disrupted and we are all getting more REM sleep. Whenever you disrupt sleep schedules, that's why you tend to dream if you wake up at three or four in the morning, go to sleep, you tend to have a dream after that because it's disruption in your sleep schedule that always triggers more REM sleep. And also, if you have been furloughed or you're at home because of the lockdown, you are having a slower morning. You are having the luxury of pondering your dreams and thinking about them. So that's why we're dreaming. We're dreaming simply because we're getting more REM, which is rapid eye movement sleep. That's a stage of sleep where most, not all of our dreaming happens. It's a simple explanation, a simple biological explanation. We are sleeping more and our sleep schedules are disrupted. But also we are sleep, we are having these vivid, intense dreams. I mean, someone like you has always had vivid, intense dreams because you are very intuitive and psychic and everything. Oh, I know that. But the people who maybe not, so attuned into it they're having it because it's such an emotional time right now and as i say dreams are spirit they want to help us process all this emotion and the way they do that is to send us symbolic messages in our dreams to help us understand what's going on dreams are our inner therapists they want to help us so the more you're dreaming the better right now it's helping you cope with with an unprecedented time it really is. Who would have thought when we were celebrating Christmas that this would be 2020? Although having said that, for my podcast, I've spoken to numerologists, astrologers, psychics, mediums, and a lot of them are saying there was, it was all in the stars, this. Mm -hmm. Even the title 2020, our clear vision. We need to have clear vision to, to, to move out of this. And also the significance of the number two Two is about connection, it's about collaboration, and it's also the number of, of love, unconditional love and connection and compassion. It's clearly in the title of the year, the way out of this. Two, not a one, we are two, we are together. Together, connecting and helping and caring for each other is the way out. It's in there, it's all the signs from heaven and, or spirit, whatever your belief, is always out there in the universe. 2020 is telling us how we need to get out of this. 
It really is a gateway year, isn't it? I know that, um, well, if you look at two and two adding up to four as well, that's foundational. It's very much the that's angelic. That's personal number. responsibility. That's personal yeah. responsibility. Foundations, have a personal responsibility to be mindful of the impact our actions have on others and also a personal responsibility ourselves to find inner meaning and move beyond the material. Because look, we had all this material, everything we wanted before, you know, we could go out and get all this stuff, but you only need to look at all these people who have all this stuff, who have what you consider the perfect life, the perfect relationship, the perfect looks, deeply unhappy, clear red flag that what we think is going to make us happy, external stuff isn't. Mm -hmm. It does come from within and it starts with self-love, self-compassion, that's the foundation. Because when you have that, you can then move forward to have self-love and compassion for other people. And a lot of people, sadly, who are going out in the world trying to care and help, they need to start with themselves too. Mm -hmm you know, take care of themselves first. And that's why we're all we're kind of being forced in our home, like this monastic, we're like monks and nuns now, aren't we, in this monastic existence. And that's a contemplative life. The contemplative life is looking within, parenting yourself, loving yourself, caring for yourself, seeing the bigger picture of your life. Sorry, I get so passionate about this. I, know, I love you. It's, it is, it, I always say the golden rule is self first. I mean, you know, anyone who's walking a, an, in the inner path, the spiritual path, especially for healers and practitioners, you know, you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your own needs first. It's like that, that oxygen mask analogy on the plane, isn't it? Give your mask to the child or the, the but then, yourself then before the child. Yeah. It's how you put yourself first because we hear a lot as i said i've done extensive work and research with the narcissism that's sweeping the yes. planet as well yeah. but actually a narcissist is exactly the same as someone who completely is lacking confidence and codependent it comes from a place of deep insecurity if you are walking all over the needs of others to put your own needs first yeah. narcissism yeah. actually is extreme self-hatred rather than self-love because it, it's it's basically you think these people are you know full of themselves and confident and always put themselves up but they're not they're they're really just a tiny child saying love me love me love me because that's that's who they are they have not tended to their own emotional needs so they're trying to get it through other people telling them they're amazing through stuff yeah. so it's it's again it's that balance not it can tilt yeah. the other way and that's not dangerous. about stepping on people to get ahead is it it's it's really is about loving self loving self first so that you can more deeply love others i mean you can't give on an empty tank can you and you, you no. certainly can't love from a place of self-hatred so it really is about coming back to that it's 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 really lovely um so in terms of um, things that people can do if they're having these extreme dreams, how can we learn from our dreams? Do you recommend a dream journal or? Yeah, I've got one coming out in August, actually, a dream decoder journal where people oh, can record their dreams with tips and hints. But basically, just write them down. Don't try and make sense of your dreams because they won't make sense initially. But as soon as you have an image or a symbol like cat or I felt sad or I felt angry, write it down immediately and then come back to it later in the day because it might trigger associations or meaning. There's always a reason for the symbols that appear in your dreams. They, they are there for a reason and for a purpose because they speak to you in some way. Everything in our dreaming world is a reflection 
of our emotional state and where we are in our life. People often think that they're dreaming about other people, but more often than not, you, you can have those kind of psychic dreams, but they are rare. More often than not, when you dream of someone else, it's what that person represents to you, right? If you're dreaming of your neighbor and your neighbor's, you know, somebody with a great sense of humor, maybe your dreaming mind wants you, if you're a serious person, to take, be, have a bit lighter approach, integrate that into your personality. So people often think they are dreaming about other people, but they're not. They're dreaming about aspects of themselves they either need to integrate or learn from. Um, that's what you need to understand. The same if you dream of celebrities. Why that specific celebrity? There are lots of them in their lives. Why that specific politician? What is it about them that triggers something familiar in you? Symbols in our dreams are mirrors or teachers. And it's up to you to start. Basically, your dreams want you to become like a detective. It's mm. and the most fascinating case history of all, you. They want you to actually enjoy you and fall in love with you. And even nightmares and anxiety dreams, they are a wonderful opportunity to go beneath the surface of you and dig out and find out what is going on. What are you running away from in your dream? Why aren't you having the courage to face it? In many ways, all your dreams want you to face your fears. And in certain mm. cultures, young children are encouraged when they are chased by animals in dreams, whatever, to in their dream, to turn around and face it. So that in their waking life, if this happens, they have had a role re uh, rehearsal. Dreams can help with that. So if you are having dreams that make you feel very anxious, try to say to yourself before you go to sleep at night, this time I'm gonna find out who is chasing me. I'm going to face my fear. Because if you can face your fears in your dreams, if you can take control in your dream of a, a plane that's out of control, if you become the pilot or a car that's out of control and you become the driver, if you can do that in your dreams, that confidence will cross over into your waking life. I have seen it for people I've worked with with dream therapy. But taking control of your dreams and becoming the master of your dreams, knowing you're the director, you really are. Dreams don't happen to you. You are creating them. Knowing that is so empowering. Because so then when you go to sleep at night, you can put your head on the pillow and think, the most exciting part of my day is going to begin now because I can do anything in my dreams. Because when we're stuck in lockdown, right? But in our dreams, we can go and talk to departed loved ones. We can go to Hawaii on a beach. We can fly. Why are we limiting ourselves? Dreams are incredible opportunities for us to experience explore everything that this universe has to offer no limits why are we limiting ourselves in our dreams if we can be more like i get excited about dream i i do i do I, as well <laughs> think, about your, <laughs> think of yourself as dorothy in the wizard of oz that yeah. I, I remember when i was a young girl i watched that movie and i was i want dreams like that you can <laughs> you can and it can inform your waking life with creative i've had book titles come to me in dreams you know all sorts of things creative ideas you can learn and do so much and then you carry that excitement to your waking life you see i'm high off a great dream i had a great dream <laughs> i was in space it was wonderful <laughs> Amazing. I had a great dream last night too. I was traveling. Of course, you can have prophetic dreams too, can't you? And you, you, you've done a lot of study around precognition and seeing into the future as well. I want to talk to you a little bit about that because 
you've come at it from such an interesting perspective. You've actually studied the science of precognition, haven't you, and brought a book out about it. So can you tell us a little bit about the science behind it? That book, The Premonition Code, it was front page of the Daily Mail. The Guardian did a double-page feature. Just think, this I'm, I'm trying to get spirituality out there in an accessible way, a way that people who would normally dismiss it as nonsense can take it seriously. And the beauty of The Premonition Code, because I collaborated with a wonderful lady called Dr. Julia Mossbridge, who's a neuroscientist, it was impossible for the science journals or the, the nationals to dismiss it as, oh, here's another lady talking about angels or white feathers or whatever. So I hate that, 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 but that's what they tend to do. That's the reality of it. It's dismissed as comforting fluff, which it isn't. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't dismiss it. And that's also why I went on Under the Skin with Russell Brand, because I was working with neuroscientists who study intuition scientifically. And they have proven that intuition is real, right? And it tends to first speak to you in your body because they did all these tests and everything and they proved through showing people images, scary images or happy images, that the body knew which image was going to come up through a raised heart rate associated with the scary images before they were actually shown. And this is called presentiment. So intuition is in our body. And that's what I always say to people who want to, interested in, in developing their precognitive abilities or their intuitive abilities. Listen to your body. Mm-hmm. It often knows through aches and pains, through a flutter in, a, in your stomach. It's talking to you all the time, our bodies. And in times past, um, that could have saved our lives. If you were in a forest setting and there was an animal trying to attack you, your body would have this precognitive awareness. So that is very exciting. In the Premonition Code, we also um, suggested that if we can have this precognitive ability when we're awake, when we, why not when we are asleep, where the possibilities are infinite? And that's why precognitive dreaming forms a large part of this book. And we record stunning cases of people who have had precognitive dreams where they have literally seen or sensed the future. And we set up a website, www.thepremonitioncode.com, where people can go for free and train scientifically with a scientist. It's all for free because this is all in the spirit of experiment to see if they can, through daily training, the science way, not the way with crystals or pendulums, the science way, rigid with testing and eliminating all possibility of fraud, if we can find precognitives. Um, and we certainly are. And um, there are people out there who are professional precogs who are working, I'm telling you, undercover with the government, with mm-hmm. big companies. It's very, very exciting. But the reason for, sorry to ramble again, is I brought in the scientists. It was very nerve wracking doing that six years ago because they saw me as someone who wrote books like An Angel on My Shoulder or um, The Encyclopedia of Psychic Development, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful when they actually welcomed me with open arms i feel so blessed and privileged that they did that that i could collaborate with them and show their work and try and show that there is scientific foundation to all this and give it some credibility that it's not just dismissed because i truly believe spirituality belief that there is something more we don't know what something more to this life than meets the eye is a lifesaver because when you're on your knees and 
life's gone wrong, people have let you down or hurt you or died or you just feel broken. And everyone here will know what I'm talking about. We, we're all people who've lived and have been hurt or felt there was no meaning. The only way forward through that is to find spiritual meaning and purpose. And that's why I'm doing it. It, is, it is, should be the first thing that's taught to us, not the last thing. I agree. Reality mm. should be given to, uh, you know, but not religion. That's very different. You can be spiritual without being religious. Religious, again, goes into dogma and do's and don'ts. Spirituality teaches the same beautiful message because all religions teach the same beautiful message. Mm. Be nice to one another. Love is all that matters. And if you talk to people of dying, and again, I've had the privilege of working in a hospice, when people have been holding hands with people who have departed, love is all they talk about. Mm. They don't talk about all the, we spend 98% of our effort on things that ultimately do not matter. And if you talk to talented and scientifically endorsed mediums and psychics, they verify that, or near-death experiences who've been to the other side. None of that is considered of importance. There's no money in heaven. There's no um, camera to make sure that you look great. But we all spend all of our time. And even I, I'm, I admit in my books, I'm guilty of it too. Before this Zoom, I was thinking, I haven't had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> my fringe, I wouldn't. You know, we do that. We do that. We spend, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I, if you've ever heard, it's tough listening, the 9-11 calls that people made on that plane when they knew that was it. Listen to those. There's no talk of hate or competition or I don't look good. They just talk about love. Mm. I love you. I love you is all they want to say. And whether that you love another person or an animal or the planet, that's the love that I want to shine a spotlight on. People think also in terms of romantic love, you know, the Jerry Maguire, you complete me. That's not love. Mm. That's infatuation. That's biological. The need to have children. Love is that next level love. It's, starts with feeling for love yourself you should never want someone else to complete you if you do that's not love that's need that's codependence mm. it's that self-love knowing that you are going to be okay on your own or with people it doesn't matter that self-love is so powerful because then it can stretch out to everything you do and you touch you can be like a light you can touch people and it can be like a ripple effect that we all realize that we are all connected. We are, we are all one. And when someone else hurts someone else, we all feel it. Mm. And as a planet, we're feeling, I believe collectively, we're feeling the pain of what we've been doing to each other for generations longer than that. Mm. But also I feel that there is a collective desire now, you know, like the clapping of the NHS workers, there's a collective desire for people to be better, to be kinder, to be more aware. And that is such a beautiful thing. And anyone I'm sure you felt who's worked in this movement would have longed for that collective consciousness to be elevated. I do believe it's happening now. I just pray when we come out of it that we emerge with post-traumatic strength, inner strength, not post-traumatic stress. And we don't go back. I just hope like the world wars changed people mm. you know i hope that this 
this is equivalent to the loss of life. I, I hope that we come out stronger and wiser and more understanding that inner meaning, spirituality, is the way forward. There mm -hmm. have to be more to this life than meets the eye. Just getting your identity wrapped up in the material. It's a recipe for depression and unhappiness. Mm -hmm. And even your identity wrapped up in a relationship. What happens if something, something happens to that person? You need to be a loving light, alone or together. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, I think you've summed it up there, honey. You get, you're making me want to cry. It's so beautiful. You, you speak so passionately and, and from the heart about this. Um, I've just got a, a question popping up here on the screen. I want to come back to dreams for a second. Um, and I can give my interpretation on this, but I'd love to get you as well, Teresa. Somebody has asked, what if I always get dreams of my friends and family being in trouble or getting into accidents and dying? I don't think these dreams reveal anything about myself, question mark. They do. They reveal that you are a very loving, caring person. And what they are revealing is your concern over the well-being of your loved ones. And that is a beautiful thing. What your dreaming mind wants you to do is to make a choice. There are some things in life we simply cannot do anything about right now. We are powerless, okay? And that can make us feel very helpless. But we do have a choice about how we react. So focus on your reactions. Instead of transmitting panic, do what you can for your loved ones to make sure they're safe. Be there for them. But that's all you can do. You have to let go. You are not superhuman. You have to let go and just trust and love. Let them know you love them. That's all you can do if you're really concerned about the well-being. You clearly are because your dreams are reflecting that. They are reflecting your compassion, but they're also reflecting your sense of helplessness right now. You feel you can't do anything, but you can. You can choose to react positively to this. You can choose to see it as a period of inner growth, a period where you, anyone you've not, who matters to you, you, may, you let them know. Because we never really know, do we, if today's going to be our last. And some of my podcast guests I've um, had spoken to on my White Shores podcast, they talk about not knowing until it's too late and somebody's gone. Mm. You have an opportunity now to tell your loved ones how you care, how you feel. Tell them. That's what's in your control. Yeah. And I always think as well, any opportunity to face our own fears again and, and look within is an opportunity for growth and for, for deep healing. What I'm finding as well with a lot of people these days is that their dreams are bringing up subconscious trapped emotion that they maybe haven't dealt with or worked through. And that can be, maybe you, you might, if it continues and you want to get like a deeper perspective, you might want to go and have some healing. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of people's past lives and whether or not you believe in past lives, um, they're not necessarily in the path. It's another uh, in the past because we're very holographic as souls. But a lot of our 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 previous or other life experiences are now coming to the surface through our emotions and through our fears and through our dreams. So that's another way of of interpreting some different types of dreams. And I work a lot with people, um, helping them to kind of integrate those uh, unhealed parts of themselves. So. Um, yeah, it's past lives can definitely be a part of it. Yeah. Absolutely right, Al. And it is time to do some healing and to, 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 to seek support um, in like-minded souls and also to reach out to, to healers and people who... But 
be very careful when you do that. And that's one of the reasons my yes. <laughs> podcast and one of the reasons why I've worked with scientists, because a lot of the scientists I work with, they scientifically endorse psychics or mediums. Those are the ones you want to go to or the ones through word of mouth. And I truly hope that everyone on my White Shores podcast, there's a reason why every day I'm hitting people with new things, because these are all people who I know work from their heart, not their pocket. Of course, they have to make an income, but they're not there in it for the right reasons because it's a vocation. And that's why lovely Al, who's also my co-author for, for 21 Nature Rituals we haven't talked about, is going to be in it later. Because these are people that you can reach out to. They will reply. They will. Yeah. And they've got some fascinating interviews on there as well. I've listened yeah. to quite a few of them. And what I love is that you've got people who've come at it from all different walks of life. I mean, you've got doctors and scientists as yes. well, haven't you? So. Scientists, but I've also mm -hmm. season two, the emphasis is on healers, experts, or people who've been through tremendous trauma and have written a book or, or something about it, which has really valuable life skills in it. That's what the whole point is. It's a pointer. And there's a reason I'm hitting every day because we're all in the lockdown and we're all looking for inspiration or where to go, what to study, who to look at. And all these people, check them all out. They're going to be about 28 of them in the end. I was going to do 21, but there was so many people that my publishers recommended and I I really did carefully think about everyone so that you can know that I've checked them out and they are beautiful heartfelt souls they are in it for the right reasons and another passionate crusade of mine in recent years has been the new age movement what I've seen remember I've been around a long time I'm probably the most prolific spiritual author you can find and I've been I am I'm currently published by Harper Collins, Hodder and Stoughton, my latest project with with Hachette Bookachaw, um, with Watkins, with Quarto, with Lawrence King, you know Simon and Schuster, 10 books there. I have been around and but I've never presented myself as a psychic or a medium or a practitioner, more as an intellectual, um, a research gatherer, an experiencer, an ordinary person who just wants to understand more. And that's given me tremendous ability to get, to have a look at what's going on. And I'm sad to say a lot of what I see with going on in the new age movement is distressing, misleading. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of spiritual narcissism there. People who are, I think are doing it because it's a, a way to earn a lot of money or to sell a book or to feel their emptiness and I can see it and it distresses me so much when I see that because people are coming to them in a state of great vulnerability and there's a lot of bereavement around right now so please if you are considering approaching one drop me or Al a line or anyone to say has this person been checked out what is their background mm. what are they teaching what's it based on what are their qualifications I know a lot of it's word of mouth, that's good. Always check, because you could end up with someone who is leading you in a, astray. And anyone who asks for lots of money, big no-no, don't do it. Anyone who wants repeat visits constantly, that's, that's dependency they're trying to grow in you. A good healer, a medium, and all the people I've chosen on White Shores, they're people who want to empower you to help yourself, not them to help yourself absolutely that is the mark of a truly gifted medium as a spiritual being who has come into this world to be a light and we need these authentic warm-hearted people to get more credit but because they're gentle 
they tend to get walked all over um, or because they are not willing to play the game with publishers and be the puppet up there doing what they're told. They, they don't get the credit they deserve. Well, it's high time that changed. The whole world's changing now. And it's just as the key workers are out there getting applause, not the reality TV stars. In the New Age movement, let's get all those people, those spiritual mediums in churches week after week who give of their hearts and their time. And people who are authentic healers, who've been around you, Al, it's been your life. It's who you are. Yeah, I have to say that the stepping out of the spiritual closet and doing this and coming out and doing stuff more publicly has been a huge fear of mine. And so to actually be out here doing it is really, it's like, please support her, everyone. I will also say to people, (laughs) trust your intuition, you know, really trust your own intuition. The right healer will, you will know, um, you'll feel it. It will feel right. Never let somebody take your power away and tell you what you should be doing. It, it should always be an invitation and a two-way conversation. You know, you never just take what someone tells you as gospel as well. You have the right to question it, whether it's in a reading or anything else. You know, they can only read you with the information that they have at the time that they're reading your energy. And a good reader or healer will, will, you know, will say that, you know, I can just read you at this moment. And you, have a, you always have a choice as to how you take the guidance forward. And, of course, know that you are your own guru, your own master and your Absolutely. own Absolutely. And if you are ever yeah. tempted to phone psychic helplines, phone the Samaritans instead. It's free. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm yeah. telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. Psychic yeah, they're, not very, they're not very good and they're not very vetted either. No regulation. Yeah. I've even yeah. seen an ad. Psychic phone lines, no experience required. Oh, God. And if one person listening hears me and doesn't waste money they need for their family, their children, their own life, spend that money on, on yourself, on feeling better, and there are plenty of free resources now out there. Yeah, there are loads, um, aren't there? To, to do that. So I, I know I'm being controversial here. But I want to say the best healing, the best healing you can get is self-love self-care and this brings me to the next point because nature i mean all we've got at the moment right is nature really the the only time we're allowed to go out of the house is to go for a walk or do something so shall we just talk a little bit about how nature can help us to heal of course and i invited you alexandra and another lovely soul who's been on my podcast christian newman she's a nature intuitive and nature warrior who goes to, to teach uh, the power of nature in schools to try and get children, you know, because nature deficit disorder is a big thing. Yeah, nature is our healer and our teacher. And um, this simple, gentle book where I um, was honoured to collaborate with Al. This is I'm our book. I hadn't got a copy. The publisher only sent me one and I gave it away. I think our official launch date was yesterday, wasn't it? Well, it was a couple of days ago. A couple yeah. of days ago, the 12th, yeah. If you are interested in a copy, and you, you know, please do email me at angeltalk710 at aol.com. And that goes for all my books. Do sign up for my newsletter as well, because I often give out free titles. Um, I, especially now in the pandemic, it's reminded me as never before that to, to share and to, to offer opportunities for people to learn and grow. Nothing gives me more joy than to hear that something I've written or, or sent out has empowered someone to believe in themselves and to move forward with their lives in a positive way. And that's why I am quite unusual that I like to um, co-author or collaborate with wonderful souls because I'm blessed to have this position now where my books, you know, I've sold close over to a million copies now of my books worldwide. 
Um, that is quite incredible. I've been doing it 25 years and uh, that's a great platform. So share it with people who, um, who, you know, who I believe are going to carry force and do it in a beautiful way. So that, that's what I'm <laughs> trying to say. So do, do sign up to my newsletter, www.treesachung.com, if you want to hear about more free events, free opportunities, and also my latest titles and people like Al. And all the lovely souls that I'm talking to on White Shores. And if you haven't listened to White Shores yet, why not? <laughs> it's your daily spiritual thing. Totally free. As I said, the sole purpose of opening your mind. Mm. Opening your mind to all these different ways. I've got astrology in there. I've got dreams. I've got near-death experiences. I've got lovely owl with crystals and angels she's going to be talking about. I've got nature. Everything. I've got the lucid, the world's lucid dreaming professor. Oh, that's so going to be a good one. That's episode one. Done incredibly well. It's getting thousands of downloads all over the world. Um, and if you want a starting point to White Shores, just type in Buzzsprout White Shores. Go to season two, episode one, Lucid Dreaming. It's called Lockdown Dreams. And then listen to the scientists as well in season one. I've got some of the world's experts in consciousness there talking like Arnold DeLorme, Dean Radin, uh, Penny Sartori, even Alexander, who you've recently talked to. I and did, yes. I had an amazing chat with Eben yeah. and Karen. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, um, sorry, I'm wobbling again. I've just got, we've got uh, another question coming in. Uh, what are some rituals you would recommend daily for being more spiritually grounded? Um, Dream my favourite one is to go and put my feet in the back garden if you have a garden in the morning and just stand on the earth and connect with nature, have my coffee and, you know, just be in the earth is the, is the easiest one. Teresa, what would you say? Well, if you can, if you're safe, take your shoes off and just walk on the earth. We used to do this when we were children, you know, walk barefoot. Most of us haven't walk, only walked barefoot in our houses, if at all. It's really, I did it, you know, because I, I do try to live what I preach and every ritual I have a go at because I'm not going to endorse something. I just can't. When you get older, you know, if you're younger listening to this, you will find that it, your heart rebels when you have to do something you don't believe in. And I'm at that stage now. I can't write or say or endorse anyone or anything that I don't feel can help. And I did this because I thought, nah, earthing's not going to work, you know, barefoot walking nonsense. I did it you feel you feel those energies coming to you if you can work on some safe make sure there's no glass or anything walk on the earth barefoot just for a few minutes every day it's the most grounding but also spiritual experience similarly to moon watching that's a wonderful way to remind you that you're part of something bigger because think about it the moon affects the tides um, why wouldn't it affect us? Of course it affects us. You know, I know that whenever it's a full moon, I'm madder than ever. If you think I'm more than that. <laughs> and I know, Al, she goes crazy. She starts hacking. Um, <laughs> the moon. Um, and that's what I, and also getting some plants in your home. Take care of a plant. If you live alone, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, that's your choice. Completely respect it. That's a very inspiring, empowering path. Care for a plant nurture a plant it's it's a wonderfully rewarding experience um plants can talk to you you may not think so but they can that those those are what i would recommend to start with but there's so many other ways 
Mm. Even basic ways, more green in your life, more earth, more nature colours. That's very grounding. I do uh, salt baths with my crystals. You put pop your crystals in the this bath. This lady lives in the bath. Every time I, I try do. to come I'm, I'm just in the bath. bath. <laughs> in the bath. I, I'm a Pisces moon, so I have to be close. And I grew up on You're that. Empath as well. Empath, <laughs> empath and water. Don't get me started. I talk yeah. about if you're an empath, water. You're going to be drawn to the seashore, yeah. to lakes, to 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 baths. Just, just people who are not as empathetic will not understand the power of water. And of course, water in dreams, symbol of emotion. To go back in dreams, if you're dreaming of tsunamis or drowning, emotion. It's usually your mother. No, sorry, I was joking. It's usually my mother when I'm dreaming of tsunamis. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her too. I had a dream about you last night, mum. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so any any last words, honey, before we <laughs> before we head off. I knew we'd we'd result in uh, fits of giggles at the end of <laughs> Well that's that's my last word. So much about spirituality is po faced and serious. And if you are involved in a spiritual program or working with someone who makes it complicated and overly serious and you fear getting anything wrong. Get out of there. No. Angels take themselves lightly. You should, that's how they fly. They're not heavy. Laughter is, you, and if you bring laughter to something you fear, it immediately takes away the fear. So if you fear someone or something, imagine them talking like Bugs Bunny or, <laughs> or Donald Duck. It's laughter. I think comedians, they're often very deep thinkers, comedians. It's interesting that a lot of them suffer from depression because they haven't got the spiritual component. But comedians make us laugh. Go and watch more comedians. Laugh more. I know it's very hard to laugh, but actually um, we both recently spoke to Karen Wyatt, didn't we? And uh, I asked her if there was any uh, stories of laughter accompanying death, the dying process. And she related a really so that that person went out laughing and that's how i want to go um i want to go with a smile on my face and i would like people to remember me not just with a tear but with a smile and um i think laughter needs to be more in spirituality um because it, it takes itself way too seriously and i think that's one of the problems in the world we all take ourselves way way too seriously we're here, we are spiritual beings. And if once you understand you're a spiritual being having a human experience, a laughter starts to come much easier because you can just rise above and you can actually see the dynamics, what's going on. It really, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what you're stressing about. <laughs> it doesn't. It always, always make light. It's the best medicine, isn't it? And you, you can always, also, if you're feeling blue and you don't feel like laughing, fake it till you make it like make yourself laugh so that you're faking it and then it will actually make you laugh at yourself because it's so ridiculous it's like laughter yoga i do that all the time when i, <laughs> I must look ridiculous the best thing is look at yourself in your, in the mirror and force yourself to laugh so that you look so completely stupid that you actually end up laughing at yourself it's brilliant yeah, it's, it works I mean, every time <laughs> your brain doesn't actually know the difference when you yeah. when you when you fake a smile, as research has shown, your brain doesn't really know the difference. It responds to the facial muscles. And all my ritual books are about the power of actions, that there's been a lot of emphasis in New Age thinking on thoughts. Yes, thoughts do have power, but not enough on actions. Simple actions, everything you do, even a praying hand, it impacts your brain. 
it sends something to your brain. So smile more, praying hands more, laughter, more, act, more actions, more movement. The brain loves movement. The brain, you know that when you go for a run or a walk and you feel low, it helps you feel better. And that's the movement impacting your brain. You can reshape neural pathways in your brain through your daily actions. Small things which you think have no significance. For example, a big morning stretch. You do that daily for at least three weeks. You're going to change your brain, how it reacts to things. Let your actions lead the way. Positive actions, small things, daily repeated, have life-changing power. And I know that because I'm doing it myself. Everything that has happened to me in the last three years, it's been incredible. And it's because I suddenly realized that I needed to do rather than think about doing. Just or get dream. out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. What does it matter if you fail? We're, we're having deaths all around. What does it matter if you make a mistake or people laugh or it fails? Who? What does it matter? Love is all that matters at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. Stop worrying about what other people think. That's their business. The only opinion that matters will ever matter is your, your own. Just if you want to compare yourself with someone, the person you were yesterday, be a better version of that. That's all that you need to impress. Amen to that, sister. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think that's really awesome. I think that's all we need to say, really. That's amazing. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that is totally it. You know, I always see it as like a, it's like the horse race. Just stay in your lane and go for your goals and don't worry about what anyone else is doing. It, it, you know, just love them, let them do what they will do. As long as not hurting anyone, go for it. Why give your power to other people? Yeah. Why? But we all do that. You know, and if you're on social media, there's such a tendency when you put stuff out, oh, people are going to like it, people are going to, doesn't matter. If you've done it from heart, that's all spirit is noticing. Yeah. You work from your heart, you feel it's right, do it. Never fear failure. The most successful people in the world are people who have failed. I recently listened to an interview with Jeff Bezos, and he was talking about how his early, you know, before he set up Amazon, mm -hmm. he, had, he just failed so many times. Mm -hmm. Walt Disney was fired for lack of imagination. And on that note, his first job, they fired him for lack of imagination. And look at look at what he created. That's J.K. Rowling's agent said, "You'll never make money out of children's books, Joe. People don't read children's books, so don't give away your power to other people. If you know something's right, follow that, and don't give up either. It's incredible. It's it's the best advice ever. Oh, Teresa, thank you so so much for today. It's been absolute." joy and so inspiring talking to you you're such a wealth of knowledge and um, just for people watching how can they get hold of you what's your what's your website and everything www.teresachung.com please subscribe to my newsletter or email me at angeltalk710 at aol.com i have been with aol for <laughs> it's one of the oldies isn't it <laughs> and my children say mom can you please change that email and i've got stubborn now and i say no I'm with, and so that's my trusty AOL email, and I do respond in time to everybody who emails me. If I don't, it means it's gone into my spam, and I'm sorry about that. I don't check my spam as much as I do. Try me again, or, or contact me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because I have moved with the times, and Teresa Chung <laughs> is out there doing, I don't know what, but she's out there.
Yes, she's in on Insta, she's on it. Yes. <laughs> I learned from you, you are amazing online. And if you don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure you do because you follow Al anyway. She's her, her online presence is absolutely beautiful. I'm trying, I don't know if I'm, I'm that great, but <laughs> I'm trying. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm out there. <laughs> Oh, and we've got everyone's coming on just saying thank you. Thank you all to all of you who joined us today for our live interview in front of a live studio audience. I love this. I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining one day it will be on telly, but we'll see. What it happens. will. It will. We're going to make it happen now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you all. Love you, Teresa. Thank you so much, my darling. And just for all of you guys, take care of yourselves look after yourselves and like Teresa said remember to have a giggle we've got to take life a bit more lightly don't we because otherwise it can just drag us down and and get too heavy but we're both sending you all our love have a beautiful beautiful day Teresa massive hugs thank you so this is much my last zoom ever by the way until hairdressers come back I'm gonna go totally <laughs> superficial really really I mean oh my nails oh you notice I've been keeping my hands under the table oh god Hair, roots, I've got to get my roots done. Mono brow. Mono <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, bless <laughs> How long till the hairdressers are open? There is actually a girl doing an online spa, if anyone. She's, her name's Ez and she's on Instagram. She does online spas. Like she shows you how to do your own facial. I cut my own fringe. And <laughs> um, oh, anyway, totally, I'm just, just irreverent here but you know you know what <laughs> i love it i love it well bless you all everyone we'll let you go and get Guys, on with day it's never going to see me again i'm going to now all hats and scarves created no, I'm, I'm going to start wearing head scarves i think that's the way forward <laughs> the next time this will be the image when Teresa talks okay <laughs> now love it everyone <laughs> Oh, bless you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Lots of love. Join, join us this evening if you can at 8. Oh, yes. Al's on this evening. Do you doing that? a Nature Angels. It's a, it's a guided channeled healing night. So it'll be very relaxing. You can come in your PJs, bring your crystals and your mug of cocoa and bring your blankies. Um, tickets available at alexandrawenman.com forward slash events. It, it's all on my, um, on my Instagram uh, and on the Eventbrite as well. So you can find it there. Please join us. It will be a lovely evening. And, and yeah, we've got loads more coming up. So check it out. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye, Al. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Bye, Teresa. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.